deeper with God. There's a thing for for fist of grace. You know, I, I I I just want to get deeper, deeper in terms of my knowledge of God, deeper in terms of my relationship with God. You know, we when we're talking in in August, September, welcoming all the new students that were coming into the city. Their theme was dive in, and we also had we also had dive in. Um, um, here and and uh, I, I want I want us as well to I want us as well to to have that in mind that that we are we are diving in deeper. Tell your name, I'm diving in deeper. I was explaining I was explaining to the to the guest ministers that my desire is that by the end of it all, I would have just gone in deeper. In my understanding, in my knowledge, or you have just given me a piece that moves me into a new realm in my relationship with God, in my walk with God, in my service to God. I cannot remain the same. I want to go into 2020 in a different dimension. Amen. Amen. And serve God in a different dimension. Relate with the Holy Spirit in a different dimension. And I'm praying. And I'm trusting God for such. Is anybody else expected for such? Yes. I want you to expect God to, to speak to us and, and to, to give us a word. Amen. Amen. To give us a word. You just All you need is a word. I want to read two portions of scripture that I will speak about some parallels in there and just give you a motivation. So Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. You, you find Isaiah in this text. Um, let, let's, let's read the passages first and then I'll explain them. Isaiah chapter 6, I'll read from verse 1 through to 8. And the Bible says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, and with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet. And with two he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims to me, having a coal, a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched your mouth, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 1 to 14. It's again a long passage, but I, I read it and let it preach and speak to us further my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, 
And it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, who, we who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself may have reasons for such confidence, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regard to the law, I am a Pharisee. As for zeal, I was persecuting the church. As for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings. Becoming like Him in His death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this. Or have already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Forgetting all what is behind. And straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal. To win the price for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The passages I've read to us give us a picture of two, two saints, two brothers, two beloveds. Two people who have been serving God, walking with God. Isaiah had been a prophet already for some time. He had been appointed a prophet. And has been serving in the office of a prophet for some time. He has prophesied. And he has prophesied for a number of years. By the time Uzziah dies in this passage that we read in Isaiah chapter 6. It has been years that he has been serving God as a prophet. And yet on this faithful day, in this faithful year, something happens to Isaiah. And, and Isaiah says, I saw the Lord. If you go back to, to, to Paul or come forward to Paul, Paul has been, has been in a place, has been in this place where he has, been, he has been serving God already. And he comes to us and says, guys, I have not even started. I, I, I don't claim to have been there. 
I have achieved a few things, but I've not started. I still need to know more. This is, this is my interpretation. I've not started. You ain't seen nothing yet. I still need to see more of this God. I still need to experience more of this God. This is the scenario of these two saints, of these two beloveds. And I want to challenge you and say, you and I must have a desire to increase in the Lord. To increase in the knowledge of our God, like these two beloveds have come to an experience. I am sure if you were to walk around Israel and, and around the, the people there in the time of Isaiah, People would point you to say, we know the prophet. The prophet is called Isaiah. He is the servant of the Lord. I am quite sure he was a reference for walking with God. If you look at, at Paul, he is already a reference, having become an apostle of the Lord. Having been so many journeys. And here he's writing to the church in the, Philippi, in the, the, the Philippian church. And, and, and he's saying to this church, I want to know God more. I want to know Christ. And people are saying, but you are the guy who had the revelation of Christ. How can you be saying, I want to know Christ? He can be saying this because there is always more to know about God. Amen. Amen. There is more to know about God. When, when we have been studying at the beginning of the year about Moses who had prayed and said, God, show me your glory. Show me more of you. And you, are, you, you stand there and you think, but Moses, you have been in the presence of God. You have seen the bush that had a fire but was not burning. You have seen the snake that turned out of your staff and you picked it up and it became a stick again. You have seen that same stick become again another snake and eat up other snakes. You have seen the plagues that go, you have opened the Red Sea. How can you be saying, God show me your glory? It's because there is more of God that we are yet to experience. Hallelujah. There is more of God that you are yet to experience. And you must desire to experience more of God. Amen. Amen. We must desire to have more of the touch of God in our lives. That's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, I need more of you, oh God. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. And he says, yes, I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know and to participate in his sufferings. I, I, I want to become more like him in his death. There is more. So I want to challenge us children of God. I don't know how far you've gone with the Lord. I don't know how long you've been serving God. I want to say to you, there is more. There is more. You must desire to have more of Him. You must desire to experience more of the Lord. Amen. There is more. You know, the Isaiah and Paul uh, have been... Have, uh, uh, Isaiah is a prophet. What about you? We just call you brother. There is more. We just call you sister. There is more. We, we just call you Farai. There is more. This is Isaiah the prophet. He is serving as a prophet to the king. You know there were other prophets. But this is Isaiah the prophet. Who comes before the king. And yet he still says. I saw something more. You can see something more. Hallelujah. Amen. 
you can experience something more. And Paul has, has had his Damascus experience in Acts chapter 9. And, and, and just, just go there, Acts chapter 9. And let, let's just, just, just need to show you this. Meanwhile, Saul was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and got some letters and, and then started to go to Damascus so that if any were found there who, were, who belonged to the way, it's called the way, you know, so there's now called some people who will call their church the way um, because of that. Whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem as he neared Damascus on his journey. Suddenly, I love that word, sudden. Suddenly, a light from heaven flushed around him. A light flushes around him. And I want to say to somebody, as you are praying this week, as you are coming to Feast of Grace, God can just appear to you suddenly. God can appear to you suddenly. He can give you a flash. Somebody say a flash. He can give you a flash. Tell your neighbor, God has got a flash for you. God has got a flash for you. When you're coming, when you're coming next, next Friday, next Saturday, be ready to, to, to experience something different from the Lord. Hallelujah. Because God's got a flash for you. He's got a flash for you. And the flash will reveal something deep about God. Paul or Saul, as he was called that time, thought he was serving God. He thought he had it with God. And the people that were outside, that were following the way, were the ones that were lost. And so, I want to speak to somebody who's been in church who says, I know it all. And I want to say to you, you know, God can also appear to you suddenly with the flash and show you something deeper. Oh, somebody who's been stuck on the same place, what you need is the flash of God revelation for you. And so, it, 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 there is a flush of God's light around him, verse 4. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, So, so, why do you persecute me? I'm always intrigued by the answer of Saul. You see, Saul says, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Suddenly he realizes that this thing that has flushed a light upon him is the Lord. Remember, he was saying, I am serving the Lord by going to persecute the Christians. So, so he, he hears this voice, he sees this light, he falls down and he realizes that this is really the Lord. And then the Lord tells him who he really was and says, I am Jesus. You know, sometimes you may be serving God and not know who that, that God is. And what you need to come to the right level of service is to know who Jesus is. Because when you know who Jesus is, He takes you away from serving God out of religion. And puts you to a place where you serve Him out of service and out of faith. Your service is driven by faith, not out of religion. It's not out of, let me kill them so that God can see me. Because that's why he was serving God. It was about the law. Remember, he says, if you ask me about the law, I was faultless. There was nothing you could blame me if it was about righteousness by the law. But when you serve God out of your own flesh, out of your own power, out of your own mind, out of your own, then it's like this. You're serving God like Saul was serving. 
And what you need is a revelation of Jesus, of God, of the Savior, of the Lord, so that you can serve Him by faith. And not by works, but by faith. And, and you, can, you can begin to serve Him. Not by your own power, but by His power. Not by your own might, but by His might. And so he says, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And he goes on and says, now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Go, go back to this. Go, go, go back, go back. I want to share something. Just go back. Who are you, Lord? He says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. You see, sometimes, sometimes we can be persecuted. The people that are with the Lord. Yet we are in church. Mm. You're all looking at me like, what is pastor saying? <laughs> we can be persecuting the people that are walking with God, that have Jesus. We can be persecuting Jesus, yet we are in church. As far as the, as far as, as the Pharisees and Sadducees were concerned, and, and the priests and the high priests, Paul or Saul was the, was the guy. He was the guy. That's why they gave him letters. To persecute people that had the law. And I pray that as we, as we go into this year's Feast of Grace, you will, you will desire to say, God, speak to me in this special moment, in this special occasion, that I may move from a place where I am moving and doing the wrong things under the guise of religion. I was, somebody was just saying to me, a lot of the hate in the world is because of religion. And, and you know, sometimes you, it's hard to argue that because the most hateful people can be the people that go to church. You hate other people in other religions. You hate other people that don't believe the way you believe. You hate other people that don't dress religiously the way you dress. And we are spreading hate rather than love. We are not giving peace. You know, I, 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 was, I was looking at how, 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 how slave traders use the gospel to manipulate people. And then they would go up and start worshipping God after being so, so ill-treating other people. I, I, was looking, I was looking at how, how the people conquered. conquered. If, if you read European history, you can see the role of the church in that. And a lot of people today have an aversion for the church because of the way the people in the church behaved. I was talking to somebody who said, I will never go to church. And I said, but, but why? He says, you see, because we lived on the wrong side of the Bible belt. And because we were on this side of the Bible belt, we were denied all the education and the medical aid of the people that were on that side of the Bible Belt. Said, but why didn't you just join into the Bible Belt? Says, well, because we're not seen as worthy. And I'm wondering, well, how did the church do that? How? And says, well, because my parents didn't belong to the church, we were denied this and denied. So the so people in the church were the ones persecuting, destroying the love of God that should be shown to everyone by people in the church. Are you people preaching and witnessing? If you do, you'll hear these stories. And we were walking one time in the forest, in the Velway, and somebody was actually literally telling me, showing me, my parents grew up around here. And, and I'll never come to church, Pastor. So he started telling me that story. And I thought, this is the church that was doing this. I had a neighbor 
her labor is trying to desperately you know, come to church with me. He says, I'm not coming. Say, why? Because the church kicked me out. How did the church kick you out? What happened? He says, because my husband cheated on me. It is the husband who cheated on her. But the church kicked her out of the church. Because I said, we cannot have somebody divorced in church. You cannot be here without your husband. So the church kicked her out of the church. And I'm talking something that happened not so far away from here. So, so, so I pray that you will realize that there is more to God that you need. There is more of God that you must have. Because when we become more like God, you see, this same Paul or Saul, when he, when he became converted, he comes one day and meets Mr. Peter. Mr. Peter was, was now telling people, you know, you, I, I'm not going to eat with you because you are Gentiles. He is now forgotten about the gospel of grace that says there is now no Jew nor Gentile. He's now only sitting and living with the, with the Jews only. And this same Paul now comes to him and says, Peter, I need to challenge you on what you're doing. The gospel has brought us together. What is this now that you are saying? You are the great bishop of the church. It does not only, it's not only people, it's also the bishops huh? that can be a problem. So church... There is more. Come on, somebody. Say there is more. There is more. There is more that we must get to know about the Lord. The love of God goes beyond what we are today. It goes beyond what you know right now. And desire to know more. Hallelujah. Desire to experience more of Him. And so go, go now to verse 6 and 7. He says, go into the city and the people will tell you what you must do. Go to verse 7. And the men troubling with Saul stood there speechless because they heard the sound but did not see anyone. Another Bible says they heard the voice that was speaking but could not see anyone. He said, I want to say God still speaks. And God can speak to you. So you can have a flash of God's revelation and God can speak to you. He can speak to you in such a way that others will see that God is speaking to you but might not know what He's saying to you. Amen. Amen. He, he, might, he might speak to you in such a way that, that your, you, you people will say, Ah, from that day, something happened on that day. Something happened in that moment. God will speak to someone. Hallelujah. Amen. I am expectant of the word of the Lord. In fact, I was praying the other day and I say, God, I'm trusting that you will use the man of God there. I, and, and, and God, also just prepare me just in case. Because I'm believing there's so much that the Lord wants to speak to us. There's so much that the Lord wants to lay to us. There's so much that God wants to give to us as we prepare for 2020. As we prepare for the years ahead. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and you, you be expected. Tell your neighbor, be expected. Yes. And, 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 and when, when, God, when God chooses to reveal himself to Paul and to Saul, I want you to realize and recognize something that happens there. When he revealed himself to Isaiah, Isaiah says, oh God, I'm unworthy. Who is me? I am undone. I am, I'm going to die. In other words, that's what he was saying. 
I am a man of unclean lips. He begins to see something about his life. When God gives a revelation, you see something in your life that needs to change or be transformed. When God revealed himself to Saul, Saul says, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want from me? Why is Saul asking this? Because the revelation of God will point and prompt something that needs to become better in you. Hallelujah. When God gives you a revelation, He moves you from a place of inadequacy to a place where you can be more fulfilled for Him. And so this is what happens to him. God reveals it and Isaiah says, I have seen the Lord. This is big for me. And God, I'm unworthy. And the Lord sends a seraphim and touches him and cleanses him. And then God says, Isaiah, who will go for us? Do you know why Isaiah says, Lord, here I am? Because now he feels he's adequate because of the touch of the Lord. Here I am, Lord. Before his cry was, I am unworthy, I am going to die, I am unclean, living amongst unclean people, everything around me is unclean, I am not able, I can't, I can't do this, ah pastor you don't know how much I go through, my trouble is too big, oh my sin pastor you don't know how, how hard I slept with that girl yesterday, oh this and that, but when the power of the Lord touches you, he's able to transform and to cleanse you and to change you he's able to change your mindset he's able to change your heart he's able to change the stony part of you he's able to take away your weakness and exchange it for his strength and so the seraphim touches isaiah his mouth is cleansed his life is cleansed and when god says i'm looking for somebody to go for me what does isaiah say here i am lord when the power of the Lord, the flesh of God's light, touches Saul, and Saul is on the ground saying, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord tells him who he was. He says, Lord, what will you help me do? What will you help me do? What do you want of me? And so, having cried out to that, he says, Lord, I am here. What do you help me to do? He is now recognizing that, oh God, what I have been doing is inadequate. But God, now that you have revealed yourself to me, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. Amen. And the Lord says to him, go into Damascus, go to a certain house, and there I will tell you what you must do. I'm believing, I am believing that somebody, Somebody in this place, God is going to be speaking to you. Amen. To give you a direction of what you must do. Amen. To give you an understanding of what you must do. I, I am so believing God. That when we are gathered in His presence. God is going to be giving revelations of Himself. That will move us upwards. Or move, move us into a deeper relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. He will get us into a place where we are so deep with Him. I was, I was listening or learning about sea diving. You see, there are, there are guys who just go diving and, 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 and 
when you just go down to a certain depth, you can still manage to go in and come back up every few minutes or so without equipment. But if you need to go deeper, you start to need equipment. And if you really need to go down to the ocean, they don't only give you a tank, one tank, they give you two tanks, and you need to have gone through several periods of training to manage the, to go down, to down, deep down, under pressure. And then only can you die. And, and in order to keep going deeper, you need to have had some experiences in the shallow area and keep going. And the depth goes down 10, 10 meters, 20 meters, 50 meters, 100 meters. You can keep going down lower. But in order to do that, you need to learn to go deeper at every stage. Learn to go deeper and be accustomed to the different uh, differences of pressure and to the lack of oxygen that is down there. And to be able to carry the equipment that you need to go deeper. And I want to speak to, to you, beloved, don't be satisfied by staying in the shallow waters. Hallelujah. Amen. But desire to go deeper. Feast of Grace is a training for us to go deeper. It is a training for us to go even deeper. And when you go 10 meters, desire to go 20. When you are at 20, desire to go 30. Desire to go 50. Desire to go 100. Desire to get to the bottom of the ocean. Hallelujah. There are more things that you will see at the bottom of the ocean than you will see when you are 10 meters deep. You see, I have no deep diving experience. And when I go to the sea, the guys can only allow me to go down somewhere which is not too deep. And not too deep is no more than 10 meters. And they are constantly watching to make sure they can pull me back up very quickly. And tell you what, the water is usually murky and it's not so nice. Or you are there just around the rocks close to the shore where you do snorkeler for those of you that, that know a bit of... Where you can only be there. And the beauty that you see there is nothing compared to the pictures that I've seen of those that have gone down 100 meters. There is a life right at the bottom there that we, we, we can only experience if we learn to go deeper. We can only experience if we desire to go a little deeper. And so, beloved, desire to go deeper with the Lord. Desire to go deeper with the Lord. There is a revelation for you. And, and you can ask, you can experience that when God comes and visits you in a special way with His flesh, with His voice, with with. With, with a word. With a word. I'm praying and I say, Lord, I need a word. I need a word. If, if Paul could say, I want to know Christ more. What more of me? What more of me? If, if, if this, this, this same Paul, who, who would uh, just, just, you know, I, I'm touched of, of Paul. Because Paul... Paul does, does some extraordinary stuff. One time he's, he's bitten by a snake and everybody's expecting him to die. And the guy just shakes the snake, throws it into the fire and continues with what he was doing. Everybody's waiting for him to die. And the guy doesn't. This guy is, is, knows the glory and the power of God. One time, one time this, this same Paul, he's preaching a sermon. And a guy drops from the window and dies. And he says, I need to finish my sermon. 
So people just wait for me. He goes out, prays for this guy who had been sitting on the window. I was wondering, why was he sitting on the window if he was tired? But okay, he prays for him. Brings him back to life, comes back, and continues with the sermon. I mean, what more knowledge of Christ can you want? But he still says, I want to know Christ. I want to know more of him. I want to experience more of him. I want to know to have, as, as Paul calls it, the excellence, if I could go to, to, to the King James on that one. Verse 7, uh, or verse, verse, verse 8, sorry. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, of the excellence of the knowledge of, of getting to know Christ. I count everything else lost for the excellence of the knowledge, for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. The surpassing worth of knowing Christ. The surpassing worth of knowing Christ. You can have an encounter with Christ that makes you know Him more. You can have an encounter with the Lord that gives you a revelation of more. If I think about Moses, he had seen a lot of God. But there's one day Moses says, God, I want to just see, show me your glory. I've seen you do all kinds of things, but show me your glory. And, and he's so insisting and persistent that, that God says, come onto the mountain. I will hide you in a rock because if I just show you plainly like that, man, you will not be able to stand me. And you know what, Moses, I know, I know what you really want to see, but, but I'm just going to allow you to see the back, the back of it. And the back of it will be just more than enough. And tell you what, that which Moses saw, the children of Israel were afraid of Moses for the bit that rubbed onto Moses. Do you know that story? That when Moses came from the mountain, the Bible says his face was shining. From only seeing the back. Not even the front. And I was in God. I'm sure if Moses had lived longer, he would have said, God, I've, I've handled the, the back now. Show me now the side. Now, since you said, you know, I can only see you slowly. Show me now the side. Give me an experience of the side. And, I, and I'm sure if he had lived longer, because God called Moses his friend. There are not many. That God called with such intimate words. David, God calls him a man after my own heart. Moses, he calls him my friend. He spoke to Moses as a man speaks to a man. My friend. And, and, and can you become the friend of God? Can you imagine if, if what you... See, I, I have a friend. I have a friend. I, I, I have a friend I grew up with. Can you imagine how dissatisfying it would be to my friend if I only just knew him when I, of, of what I first met him when we were small boys? But you know, the, the older we have become, the more I have known him. I could almost finish his sentences because we have become so close. And, 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 and we, 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 we have a similar mindset. We are, we are connected. Because we've been learning each other. We know each other more. 
I know his mom. I know his dad. I know what pains him and I know what he doesn't like. I know what he likes to eat and what he doesn't like to eat. And he knows the same about me. We've, we've got to, to know these things. We've got, I know that if he gets a 9 out of 10, he's not satisfied because he wants a 10 out of 10. And he knows that if I get a 7 out of 10, I'm okay because it's progress. <laughs> he's, not, he's not fretting and saying, ah, oh, you're satisfied. You know, this is just how we are connected. And, and we can get to know God even more at that level. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the call that God is giving us. And I want you to stand with me right now as we pray. I want you to pray the prayer that, 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 that Paul prays in this text that we have read in Philippians. In verse 10. In verse 10 he says, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. Know that I've attained it. Guys, no, I have not attained it. I know something. Now we know in part, but one day we will know in full. But in order for us to know in full, we've got to make a cry out to the Lord. Say, Lord, reveal yourself more to me. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to experience more of you. See, when I was praying about this, Praying about this, one of the things that, that, that kept probing in my heart is an encounter. Is an encounter. Somebody just needs to cry out for an encounter with God. For an encounter with God. You see, at one point, Paul was praying deeper with God. There's our thing for for fist of grace. You know, I, I, your sickness, I've got you covered. But just keep focusing on other things. And while he was going through this situation, he says, I was caught up in the third heaven. Say, God, what an encounter. I want such an encounter. I want such an encounter. I want such an encounter with you, Lord. I just need you to just cry out to the Lord. Say, God, I want to know you. That's your first prayer. I want to know more of you. Just like he says. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection. I want to know more of you, O oh God. You see, now we know something, but there is more to know. Oh Lord Jesus, I want to know you. You see, when I got born again, and I, and, I, and I just got to know that Jesus loved me, until one day I also got to know that Jesus loves me so much I don't need to walk in guilt anymore. And then one day he revealed to me when I was praying, he said, God, I, I need just more of you. He says, I want you to serve me. I want you to serve me. Another time I was praying, he said, Lord, I want more of you. He says, I want you to, to walk with me in the place of, of pastoring and teaching. He just reveals more. One day I was praying, God, I need just more of you. He says, if you want to find more of me, you've got to go to the Netherlands. It's an encounter with the Lord. It's an encounter with the Lord. It's praying to the Lord. I need more of you, oh God. I want to know more of you. He says, if you want to know more of me, you need to just spend some time in my word. And I tell you, I spent a lot of time in God's word. Just reading, searching, reading, searching. 
And sometimes I look back and I say, what, what happened to those days? And the Lord says, those were the days because I needed to reveal some things to you. And those things have changed my life. Way back in 1999, those revelations have changed my life. I want you to pray and say, God, I want to know you. Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to see the Lord. I want to see you, Lord. I want to see more of you. Not just what I've been seeing right now. I want to have an encounter with you. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. My Barbarado Shikalabasa Murabo Seta Kalindarabasha Munderabasha Kayabasa Tata Rikosha. I want to know you, Lord. I want more of you. I want to know the power of your resurrection. I want to know, Lord God, and be conformed more unto you. The suffering fellowship of the sufferings with you. What you went through, Lord, my God, and the glory and the beauty that comes with it. I want to know it, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray and say, Father, give me an encounter. I want I pray for an encounter with you. In this feast of grace, I pray, Lord, for an encounter with you. Let me encounter you, Lord, in a special way. Let me encounter you, Lord, in a personal way. Let not just be just another, another conference. Let not just be another meeting, another set of sermons. But God, I want to encounter you. I want to encounter you, Lord. I want to encounter you. Give me a revelation, oh God. Give me a new understanding. Give me a new understanding, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Give me a deeper understanding, a deeper knowledge of you, Lord. The excellence of the knowledge that is in you, oh God. God is a lot he wants to reveal to us. Oh, He says, if you ask, you will receive. Oh, if you knock, the door will be opened unto you. Oh, my. It is what you will ask for right now. The Lord will give to you. Reveal to me. He says, I will reveal confirmations of things that you've been waiting upon me. I will give you revelation of things that you've been seeking for. Oh my God. Oh God. Somebody has been asking the Lord why. Why, oh God, this has been happening? Why, oh God, this has been happening? 
What you need is an encounter with the Lord. It's just a personal flush of the Lord's light upon your situation. And you can just pray and say, God, shine your light on, on this situation. Let me see and understand that I may move. It's not so much why, is the question is not why. It's the question, the thing that God wants to show you is more for you to move and go ahead. Because if He just tells you why, what are you going to do with it? But he, He's saying, I'm going to tell you and show you what you must do to move ahead. Oh God, I pray, Father, that Lord Jehovah, let there be revelation upon revelation, oh God. In the name of Jesus, let there be opening upon opening of the things, oh God, that appear hidden. Of the things, oh Lord, my God, that appear to be far away. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that God, as your people pray, as your people wait and trust, and are depending upon you, Lord God, they will be marvel revelations, oh God. My Father, your word will come forth, Lord, with instruction, oh Heavenly Father, with guidance, oh Lord, my God, with wisdom. Heavenly Lord Jehovah to move your church forward in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.